Well, today we're starting a brand new series entitled, Let's Talk About It. It's about spiritual and mental health. Because in the world we live, mental health is a priority. It's all over social media. It's all in the news. But I believe that God's Word has much more to say and to contribute to our life in the area of spiritual and mental health than the culture can. And we're going to lean into this conversation for five weeks. We're going to have a real conversation about real topics, real things that matter to you and to your life. We're going to talk about how we can get healthy in our relationships, how we can get healthy in in our interactions with other people, in our physical life, in our mental and spiritual health. And I also believe God's going to speak breakthrough to your life as well. And so I invite you, just open your heart. Don't listen to the words that I'm saying. Be Be willing to listen to the words that God wants to share with you from his word about how we can advance in our spiritual and mental health. It's the reason why I've titled today's message, How to Get Healthy. How to Get Healthy. God intends for us to get healthy. God doesn't intend for us to stay stay sick and stuck in our past. He intends for us to advance and move forward. I found over time that often what happens is we get shackled to the things of the past, even as we're trying to move forward, and I believe God's going to come in and put the spiritual bolt cutters to those things that have shackled us to the past so that we can run forward and move into what God has for us. But we must be willing to allow him to speak to our hearts. We need to allow him to speak to us about how we can actually get healthy. Because with God, healthy is possible. Healthy is possible. He wants to do the immeasurably more in your life and in your health and in your future. So I'm going to be integrating wisdom from God's word, insight from God's word with the best of neurobiology and psychology to bring all that to bear so that we can discover how God intends for us to live, how we can truly have spiritual health, mental health, and wholeness in our life. But I want to start by sharing two foundational principles that if we get these principles in our life, we can truly understand what it's like to have good spiritual and mental health. The first one is this. Good mental health starts with good spiritual health. Here's what I mean. We need to have a foundation of spiritual health before we can even work on our mental health. It's part of the reason why we see people striving and working hard on their mental health, but they're still struggling in their life. It's because they don't have Jesus at the center. He's not the foundation of their life. I just believe that if we strengthen our relationship with Jesus, we'll strengthen the rest of our life. He's inviting us to find him as the foundation of our life. The second foundational principle I want to share with you today is that mental health is important, but it's not everything. It's not everything. You see, we can have great mental health, but our relationships aren't going well at all. We can have great mental health but our physical health is in decline. We can have great mental health, but our emotions are all over the place. Mental health isn't everything. It's just one element. But the one thing that makes a difference over everything is when Jesus is at the center. If he's at the center of of our life, he can impact our spiritual health, our mental health, our, our well-being in our relationships. If he's at the center of all that we do, we can truly get healthy and whole because he's the one who's healthy and whole. So I want to invite you to join me 
In Luke chapter 2, we're going to start with verse 39, and we're going to look to the life of Jesus to discover how we can get healthy and whole because that's God's plan for us. I want to share with you, Jesus is our template for what it means to be healthy. So I want you to hear the words of God and internalize them in your own heart. This is what it says in verse 39 and following. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town in Nazareth. This was after Jesus was dedicated at the temple. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. I want to pause here and say this to our parents. What you do now in life echoes for generations. What we do now in our life and in our home, it echoes for generations. And Mary and Joseph were committed to raising Jesus to know the law of the Lord. And because of that, he was, he was someone who grew in wisdom and in stature. Then in verse 51, it says this. He, speaking of Jesus, he was obedient to them. And then it says in 52, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Jesus is the template for how we can get healthy. Today, I want to share with you two ways that we can get healthy in our own life. The first one is this. Focus on whole person health. Focus on whole person health. Focus in on whole person health. Jesus was committed to focusing in on his whole person health. He wasn't just focused in on cultivating his relationship with Jesus. He was willing to focus in on how he could get healthy in all areas of his life. And so I've taken verse 52 and I've added some words to it to help explain, help us understand how Jesus focused in on his whole person health. I want to read it again for you. Jesus grew healthy in wisdom. That speaks of his attitude and his mindset. And in stature, that speaks of his physical fitness. And in favor with God, that speaks of his spiritual life. And then with all the people. That speaks of his relationships. Jesus was focused in these five areas of life. And if we want to focus in on whole person health, we need to focus in on these five areas and allow God to help us become healthy. Why is it important for us to become healthy? Because everybody wins when you get healthy. I'm going to say it again. Everybody wins when you get healthy. You deserve to be the best healthy version you can possibly be. The people around you deserve to have the best healthy version of you. In fact, the best way that you can love the people around you is to give them a healthy you. But we cannot achieve the health that we need in life without Jesus. There's always a gap between what's possible and where we're at. So we can't become the best version of ourselves by, by experiencing self-actualization or achieving nirvana. Those are all secular ideas. It's by becoming more like Jesus. We need to become more like Jesus. We need to become more like Jesus. We need to allow him to help us get healthy in our life. In fact, I've, I've created an acronym for these five areas of life, and I call them RAMPS. RAMPS. Relationships, attitude, mindset, physical fitness, and spiritual life. Relationships, attitude, mindset, physical fitness, spiritual life. Relationships, attitude, that speaks of your emotions. Mindset, that speaks of your thinking patterns. Physical fitness, that speaks of your health and your spiritual life, your relationship with God. And so I want to challenge you today to raise your ramps. Elevate your life in these five areas. 
Allow God to speak to you even now to tell you which area you need to lean in on and improve. Because our ramps are our responsibility. We can't change our life unless we're willing to own it. But here's the good news, that if we're willing to own it, we can change it and move forward in life. I've discovered over time that if you're willing to name it, you can tame it. Whatever you're struggling with, if you're willing to name it and ask God to step in and help you, you can tame it with the power of God. He can step in and help you. So I invite you right now to just identify the one area. Is it your relationships? Is it your attitude? Is it your mindset and how you think? Is it your physical fitness? Is it your spiritual life? Whatever God speaks to you, I want you to take the next five weeks, this weekend included, and just commit to get better in that one area. Don't focus on all five. I know some of you, you're overachievers, and you want to do everything all at once. But here's what I've discovered. If you're willing to focus in on the one area that God's going to speak to you about, you make changes in that one area, it'll actually trickle out and impact the other four areas. But allow God to speak to you. Now, you may be asking, but pastor, how do I really get better? How do I really get healthy? Well, I'm glad you're asking that. I want to share with you 10 ways that you can raise your ramps. I'm going to offer you two suggestions for each area, two ways that you can elevate your life in each area. Here are two ways to elevate your relationships. Number one, stop scrolling and show up. Stop scrolling and show up. Be present in the moment that you're with. Your family deserves your attention and your focus. Anyways, what you're looking for on social media, you're not going to find it. Because what you're really looking for is connection and relationship. And the internet and social media will convince you that you can find it there. But you can never get enough of what almost works. You can never get enough of what almost works. And scrolling doesn't work. Be willing to disconnect digitally so you can connect relationally with others. Here's the second way to elevate your relationships. Be willing to ask questions. Be curious. Become a student of the people in your life. Don't stalk them, but be willing to be a student of them. Be willing to ask questions to get to know them. Husbands, you know that what your wife wanted yesterday isn't going to be the same thing she wants today. So you might as well ask. Don't assume. You've heard people say that curiosity killed the cat, but actually curiosity will save your marriage. So be willing to ask questions. Be willing to ask questions like, how can I make your day better? What do you need most from me right now? How can I love you best today? And once they respond, be willing to follow through. Make it your personal challenge to meet that need as quickly as possible because that will give you marriage points. Husbands, I'm trying to help you. Here are two ways to elevate your attitude. The first one is this, smile. Do it right now, smile. Smile. Researchers have found that when you smile, you're making a change in your physical body that actually changes your emotional life. If you're willing to smile long enough, what you'll discover is you'll feel these feel-good chemicals run through your body because your brain is wired that when you smile, you have these feel-good chemicals. And so when you smile, you can change your attitude on the inside. The second way to, to elevate your attitude is to play worship music. Some of you, you go to work, and work is hard. You're around difficult people. 
And often what happens is we succumb to the atmosphere and the environment that we're in. But if we're willing to pray worship music, what happens is we change the spiritual environment around us. And that, God, that gives God the opportunity to change the spiritual environment and atmosphere within us. Be willing to worship God. Here's two ways to elevate your mindset. The first one is to start off your day by saying, today is going to be a great day. Today is going to be a great day. I invite you to say it with me. Today is going to be a great day. Say it again like you believe it. Today is going to be a great day. Why do we start our day that way? Because we're deciding from the very beginning that we are going to have a great day. What I've discovered over time is that when people say this, they begin to look for the things that are great in the day. They find ways to turn negatives into positives, to turn losses into lessons, to find ways to move forward in life. Be willing to decide at the beginning of the day what kind of day you're going to have. The second way to elevate your mindset is to embrace discomfort. Embrace discomfort. Comfort is the enemy of progress. It'll keep you stuck in the past. We're either moving forward or moving backward. But discomfort is the way that we grow. Be willing to embrace the discomfort of growth, not the pain of injury, but be willing to embrace discomfort. Because in life, there's no elevator to success. Everybody has to take the stairs. There's no elevator. Everybody has to work hard. Even when you look at the life of Jesus, he struggled in the physical body, but he still accomplished the mission of God. What it tells us is that discomfort is part of the human condition, but if we're willing to embrace it and lean into it, we can redefine how we view the painful moments of life and how we can grow. Here are two ways to elevate your physical fitness. Put on your shoes and get walking. Put on your shoes and get walking. This is called the keystone habit. What that means is that when you do this, it actually shifts your mindset and how you think about things. The moment you put on your shoes with the intention of exercising, it actually increases your ability to move. Why? Because you've already started moving in your mind even before you've begun to move your body. It's a trigger that cues you and prepares you for it. Put your shoes on and get moving. Even if you just walk in your house for five minutes, that's better than not doing anything. Just get started. Just start moving. And then if you're not motivated, here's the second thing to do. Be willing to say in the moment that you're stuck and you don't want to exercise, be willing to say, I'll feel awesome after. I'll feel awesome after. Be willing to think through the discomfort of exercise so that you can really enjoy the benefits of feeling like you did something awesome. How many of you feel awesome when you're right in the middle of a workout? Oh, a couple of you. How many of you feel awesome after working out? Yes. See, I'm, I'm trying to explain this. You'll feel awesome after. Here are two ways to elevate your spiritual life. Take the 30-day challenge. That's the first one. Take the next four weekends and come every week. Come every week. Be part of this conversation. Lean in. Take the 30-day challenge. And then the second way is continue the conversation. Don't just close your notes. Be willing to revisit them. Be willing to share them with someone else. Be willing to find ways to apply these, these principles to your life every day. In fact, I'm going to be posting 
a Bible plan on how to improve in your spiritual and mental health today. So keep your eyes open. You can find Westover Hills as your church on the YouVersion Bible app. I'm gonna be posting a Bible plan so that you can learn how to continue the conversation in your life. But I know some of you, you may be saying, Pastor, I need some more help. I'm glad you're asking for it. I wanna invite you right now to take out your phone and open up your camera and I want you to take a photo of the next two slides. Go ahead and do that now. At our family resources page, we have some mental health resources and counseling referrals that you can take advantage of. We're gonna be adding to this area of the website over the next couple weeks. We're gonna be making mention of the things that we're adding so that you know and you can keep track of how you can advance in your life and in your mental health and in your spiritual health. So visit that site regularly. And if you're here with us on site, you should have received this card. You can grab one on the way out. It has some resources that'll help you advance. And the second one is this. I wanna share with you that in the United States, there's a national lifeline called the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. The number is 988. It works just like 911. You can call it 24-7, 365, and you can speak with someone who can provide free and confidential help to people who are struggling or having thoughts of suicide, people can text or call 988. They can, they can do that with their phone anywhere they're at. And if they want to chat, they can go to 988lifeline.org and chat there with someone who can help them out. And there's also resources for you to be able to help the people in your life that may be facing a crisis. But I want to pause and speak to those of you who may feel like you're right on the edge. You've maybe thought of death or dying. Maybe you thought that your family would be better off without you. I'm here to tell you your life matters to God. It matters to the people that, that love you and it matters to me. And I'm praying that you'll reach out for help. Reach out to a family member or a friend. Reach out to a neighbor. Reach out to a coach or a mentor. Reach out to a counselor. Reach out to one of our pastors. Call the 988 number. Get the help you need. Don't struggle alone. Your life is worth living and God can help you get healthy if you're willing to reach out. I also wanna share with you the second way to get healthy and it's to commit. Commit to God's process to see progress. Commit to God's process to see progress. If we wanna progress in our life and not regress in our life, we have to commit to God's process. Not the process of the world, but God's process for our life. I wanna revisit these verses again. It says this, when Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, the child grew. They committed to God's process and Jesus learned how to commit to God's process from them. But then he had a choice. And what he chose to do is he chose to be obedient to them but more importantly to God. And because of that, he was able to grow. God intends for us to grow in our life. He intends for us to advance, to move past our past and step into the future he has for us. We need to let him step in and give us a new process so we can experience progress in our life. And progress, it requires a plan and a process requires a plan and a process. It requires us setting the destination of where we need to be and being willing to take steps towards that destination. I found in life that God's process 
is defined by the word grow, G-R-O-W, G-R-O-W, G-R-O-W. It stands for goal, reality, options, and way forward. Goal, reality, options, and way forward. What a goal does is it defines where you want to be. It's the there you're aiming for in life. Reality, it defines where you're at right now. Options, that defines how you can possibly get from here to there. And way forward is how you're actually gonna do it. G-R-O, those are the plan. But then you have to take steps. You have to take steps and that's the way forward. That's the process. It's being willing to allow God to be part of the planning process and also how you step forward and move forward. My prayer is that you let God grow you into the person he's ordained for you to be. I've been sensing for this specific moment that God's been whispering to to some of you about how you need to advance. And some of you, you're wrestling in your own mind. You're saying, God, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. I wanna invite you to be obedient right now. Be willing to say yes to what he's speaking to you. In fact, as, as I close, I wanna invite you to stand And I want you to decide right now. I want you to commit right now that you're going to say yes to God's process. Because the dream you have in your life, the goal you have in your life can only be accomplished by the power of God. The most important step you can take today is say yes to Jesus. Fortunately, here at Westover, we believe that saying yes to Jesus is as clear as ABC. It's A, admitting that we need Jesus because we need him. We need him to be in our life and to lead our life. B, it's believing in our heart that he died on the cross to forgive our sins and he rose from the dead to give us hope and a future. And then C, it's to confess from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be in charge of our life. If you want to step into a life of health and wholeness, if you want to have good mental health, Let Jesus be the foundation of your life. So here's what I'm going to invite us to do. I want to invite everyone to bow their head and close their eyes. I'm going to invite no one to move. This is a sacred moment for people. We're just going to create an atmosphere where God is welcome. I know there's some of you who are here today, maybe online, and you know you need to know Jesus. Well, this is your moment. On the count of three, I'm going to invite you to raise your hand. You're not joining this church. You're just inviting Jesus to come in and lead you, to lead you to become the healthy person he has planned for you. So if you need to say yes to Jesus on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Yes, 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 God sees you. God knows you. I want to invite you, those of you who are raising your hands, I want you to say this prayer with me out loud. In fact, I'm going to invite everyone to say this prayer together. We're going to commit our life to Jesus. Let's say this loud and proud, everyone together. Say, Jesus, I need you today. I want to be healthy and whole, but I know I can't do it without you. So right now, I ask you to lead my life, be in charge of it. Thank you for going to the cross to forgive my sin and to give me a better future. Bless me today. Help me advance 
in my relationships, in my attitudes, in my mindset, in my physical life, and my spiritual walk with you. I give it all to you. I choose to commit to you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. If you just said that, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations and welcome to the family of God. We want to celebrate with you. We invite you to text New Life to the number on the screen. Also, if you want to talk to someone from our prayer team, they'll be available at the end of service here at the front. And also, just as a reminder, we have water baptism next week. We'd love for you to come out and be a part of that. And finally, just as a reminder, this upcoming Wednesday, we have our night of worship. We'd love for you to come, 7 p.m. Let's lift up the name of Jesus and celebrate who he is. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.